Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with a diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teal, teal drops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. A little uh, peek behind the curtain. Our internet is absolute dog shit today, and it's not going to be good. Music is the only thing that is saving me, and this beautiful weather. Yeah, and if you've been paying attention to our Twitter, you know that, because this guy has been singing. I don't even know singing is the word, murmuring. Just I put my, what are those things called that you put in your ears? Uh, AirPods. AirPods. Yeah, that's some dumbasses like attention to, to our Twitter. <laughs> some dumbasses like to do hashtag iPods because that would make too much. <laughs> Put sense a whole for goddamn Apple iPod Nano in your ear listening to some music. It's been very frustrating. A yeah, little morning here. For it's us. been a good morning though. It's beautiful outside. Uh, yeah, that's usually how we started radio, where it was like, man, it's a beautiful day here in Joplin. It is. It I've got is my right flannel now. on. Yep. Today, basic white boy. I'm digging Are it. Are we still doing what we planned on doing today? You Maybe. discussed it yesterday? Maybe a little photo shoot at the... Yeah, I didn't know if you wanted to say it, if you wanted to surprise it. Well, when you leave it open to interpretation like that, it sounds kind of creepy. Oh, uh, yeah. Are I we guess. still doing what we planned on doing today? Yeah, we <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, it was just a little photo shoot. That's it. Yeah. wasn't anything weird. <laughs> you make it sound weird. You took it there. My bad. We're going to talk some football today, but I have a feeling today is going to be another just weird show. I'm surprisingly in a good mood, considering the fact that the internet won't work. And I also am just now processing that it's Thursday. I've been thinking it's Wednesday. I thought you were about to say, I've just processed that we're not recording. <laughs> no. I'm like, now I am going to lose my mind. Yeah, that did happen the other day. I've been good all day, but that, if that happens, uh, I will lose it. That happened the other day. We recorded an entire second segment, and I never saw that the recording stopped, so we had to go back and redo it. Yeah, podcasting is fun until it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that with everything? Uh-huh. With technology, yes. Yeah. And even like today, like while we record, while we do the podcast, anybody who's done a podcast probably knows, like you're trying to look up stuff, you're trying to go to this site and pull this up, like none of it's working for us. Yeah. So like this is going to be a show based off what we actually remember, not what I can look up real quick. If you see me on my phone, it's because I can use my LTE (laughs) and search information that way. Yeah. But a little bit of news that we missed yesterday, as soon as we like stopped recording, like before the episode had even actually come out yet, the Bears named Justin Fields the starter. And a lot of people got like excited about this. The, he didn't win the job. Yeah. So I know a lot of Bears fans are even like kind of like praising Matt Nagy. Like, oh, it's about time. Yeah. If Andy Dalton doesn't get hurt, Justin Fields is still not seeing the field. So let's pump the brakes on like the about time tweets. This wouldn't have happened if Andy Dalton is healthy. And he didn't look good last week when he played. Now, granted, really it was coming into the middle of the game, and the game plan wasn't set up for him. So we'll see what's different this next week. But this is also going to be his first game starting the NFL playing against first-team defense. This isn't preseason where you get to kind of just – I'd love to tell you who they're playing. I don't know. I, well, let me see if this internet will work. <laughs> I can tell you right now. <laughs> I know we plan on talking some baseball later. So I have the baseball standings pulled up. Yep. I'm afraid to leave that page. Chicago plays Cleveland. He'll be fine. Do you think? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, he will not be. <laughs> Usually, historically, yeah. he would be fine. Not this year. That's a good defense. 
good pass rush. They're fast, too. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be able to escape the pocket. I mean, they give Patrick Mahomes problems. Yeah. I didn't watch their game last week because they're the Browns. The Texans, of, yeah. Uh, that's who they played. But, I mean, it was that game that was 31-21, to 21, and I think it was kind of one of those deals where we the Browns just kind of played down to their competition, so it wasn't anything. But, I mean, a 10-point win in the NFL is still a big win, so it's not like right. they was, it was close. It just Especially over an undefeated team like Houston Texans. Yeah. It was a tough matchup. people not talking about yeah, that They one. came home with a victory, so good but for them. It is exciting that Justin Fields will get his first start. Uh, I, I do want to see what happens. One, how well will he play? Because you're right, he didn't play well when he came into the game. Uh, but also, what happens when Andy Dalton is healthy? Yeah. Are they going to go right back to him? Because like, if Justin Fields is just playing like, okay. If he's playing like a rookie quarterback, I could see them going back to Andy Dalton. And I think the Chicago Bears fans would revolt. I, was say, I don't know if they can at this point. Like, I mean, if you play Justin Fields, this is it. There's a reason you traded up in the first round to get him. Mm-hmm. You know, Matt Nagy, his his seat's already hot. Pace, his seat's hot as well. So it's like, we can't fuck this up. So if he comes in and he's a starter, even though Andy Dalton went down with an injury, like that's it. That's it for Andy Dalton. You paid him, what, $10 million? He's getting his 10 mil. Justin Fields is now the quarterback. And I don't know if you saw the clip. Andy Dalton celebrating or cheering on Justin Fields on the sideline was an awesome clip. It really does feel like, I know a lot of guys are like, oh, we just want to do what's best for the team. Andy Dalton is either a great actor or he actually feels that way. Mm -hmm. Because he has done a great job this whole time of like rooting for Justin Fields and supporting him. Yep. And a lot of times, like that looks fake. And I can go to a press conference and be like, I'm just here to help the team any way possible. Bullshit. You want to play. Like That's why you're in the NFL. You want to play. You want to win the job. You don't want to be the backup. But Andy Dalton has done a really good job. But of also saying, like, yeah, I'm here to play. I want to start. Yeah. But also supporting Justin Fields. I, I think he's done a better job than probably anyone that I can remember going through a quarterback controversy. If you're the Chicago Bears, here's just like a, a way, maybe not that far out there, but just some type of hypothetical. I'm the here. Chicago Bears. I blow yep. up that stadium and build a new one. Well, that's for starters. But if Justin Fields does well and he completely earns that job and is showing like yep i'm the franchise guy you made the right decision trading up for me there's no need to even worry about andy dalton being here anymore unless i get hurt you still have nick Foles on the team right so mm-hmm. there's your backup do you look at washington and go hey do you guys need a quarterback we got ours right here in justin fields you guys need andy dalton for the rest of the year yeah i think you could shop either one of them i'm really surprised that nick Foles is still on that team yeah but i think you could because you could probably get something out of yeah. Andy Dalton at this I mean, point especially, if Justin Fields lives I up to I think the that. only team that's probably even maybe looking at a quarterback right now, though, is Washington. But even, like, I don't know if they are or if maybe, they're just kind of happy with Yeah, I was going to say Houston, but. They don't want to play good at quarterback. No. <laughs> yeah, they're going to their own rookie guy I in Davis Mills. a guy on TikTok put out this, uh, not necessarily a conspiracy theory, but something like you're picking up on the trends, something we discussed yesterday. And it's something I think we've all kind of realized. It's not that bullshit that Duffy was trying to drop, was <clears throat> it? No, nah, nah, okay. not that. <laughs> that defense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's one of those things that we've all kind of realized, but no, nobody's really just put it out there and said it. But Tyrod Taylor goes down to an injury. Davis Mills steps in as a rookie quarterback. Like the last three spots he's been, that team has ended, up, <laughs> has ended up finding their franchise quarterback that was a rookie. The yeah. Browns with Baker, the Chargers with Justin Herbert. Talk about Andy Dalton doing a good job with Justin Fields. Yeah. Tyrod's the dude. He's like <laughs> talking about the ultimate bridge quarterback. Uh-huh. Hey, just come in. You're hurt. Okay, cool. Get out of the way of my time. Mm-hmm. We're not even awkwardly going to go to the other quarterback. You're just going to get hurt, and we will be forced to. We're going to stab your lung. <laughs> you're out, bud. Have fun with this. 
I'm sorry. This is an injury you can't play through. Yeah, I don't want to do this, but the team's telling me that I have <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, another quarterback situation is in Miami, where Tua is going to be out for the Dolphins. I know yesterday we were talking about he's day-to-day. Uh, they said he's got some fractured ribs. Not going to play a, another Jacoby Brissett opportunity here. He did not look good for the Dolphins against the Bills. No. <laughs> uh, good luck. I mean, Dolphin fans, I kind of feel bad for him. The, the future looked really bright for them two years ago. Yeah. I mean, they got I mean, their quarterback. They got yeah. so many first-round picks. Even, like, some of the first-round picks they had, though. Uh, what's his name? Igbenogany, the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say that again. Uh, the tackle that they had as well that they drafted in the first round, Austin Jackson, Jenkins. Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Neither one of them are good. Tua might be a bust, like, <laughs> if we're being honest. It's rough. There were a lot of fans who were very excited about the Miami Dolphins. There's not much to be excited about anymore. Right, and you're going to go play Vegas. Yeah. Who showed, has shown the ability to get to the passer. And Jacoby Brissett's like, shit. Mm-hmm. Like another week of this. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe the full week to prepare, I guess, kind of. I mean, the full he pretty much to got prepare. to play the whole last game last week. Yeah. Buffalo. Only threw, what, four passes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he'll get to start this Sunday, I believe Sunday, for the Dolphins against the Raiders. That's going to be a tough situation. Dolphins, I don't think they're winning this ballgame. Uh, I don't think so. Either. And the Raiders are going to move on to 3-0. and Still sitting atop the AFC West, mm-hmm. and then their fan base is going to be. See, this is the Wake point. Wake me up when September ends. There it is. And they're fucking 5-0. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the thing about Raiders fans that just, I've, I'm going to show them a little bit of respect, right? So you're going to give them an inch, but they're going to take a mile. And you're going to go, this is why no one likes you. Because <laughs> this is what you do. I but think that's we'll every have, fan base. We'll have to praise them right now, though. I think that's every fan base. You're right. Very much is. You just don't like the Raiders. I d- see, I don't. Like, I, I'm not even going to try to beat around the bush. I, <laughs> Good, because I, I you really, would be lying. Yeah, I really don't. But I respect them right now. It's nice to see them good at football. Everything I've said has been very true. I've been very genuine about it. I'm not a fan of the Raiders. I never have been. I also hate their colors. You're black and silver. People love it. That's so I love it. boring and basic and just like, fuck. Your team is McDonald's colors. Yeah, and they're fucking good. <laughs> at football. Yeah, so is McDonald's at food. <laughs> <laughs> color schemes, terrible. Top, top. I think it's one of the worst color schemes in the NFL. You've said that before. I've said it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Chiefs fan. Like, if we're being real, I think everybody knows. I'm a Patrick Mahomes fan. Yeah. But that color scheme's always been terrible. I mean, that, that was our color scheme in high school, was red and white. No, yellow, there's not a... Touch of yellow. Yeah, but the yellow is like just the stripe on the jersey and the outline of the numbers. Yeah, it's just like a huge secondary part of it. I mean, yeah, that's like their color that like helps color everything out. It's like not their best color, but it's like the second one. Well, red's the main color. Wouldn't white be the secondary? No. What is white then? Tertiary. You just made that up. The word or the... Both. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you didn't know that one. No. Is that a real word? Is that a real meaning? It really is. The more you know. (laughs) (laughs) Is their tertiary color, their third color? Tertiary? Mm -hmm. You're lying. Primary, secondary, tertiary. You've never heard this word Literally never. I haven't even seen it on Madden. You have me questioning it now. (laughs) Tertiary? Yeah. 
I, I, you could Google it if we had internet. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know how to spell it. <laughs> going torque, but that is, their color scheme is red, yellow, and I don't even know if you could consider white, because everybody has white. Yeah, I just assumed white was a secondary color mainly because they go with the white pants, alternative jerseys, white, and when they do that, there is no yellow on the uniform. I think besides the, like a stripe on the socks and the jersey. Do the pants have a yellow stripe? Mm-mm. I don't know. Either way. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I don't remember what we were talking about. Tertiary news. <laughs> you got uh, it. How about we, went, we started with the Dolphins and yeah. got all the way over there. Speaking of bad color schemes, yeah. that's another one. Switch to your throwbacks and you will be good in Miami. Uh, you mentioned this one yesterday when we stopped recording. And we kind of thought we had missed the news. We were just like right on top of it. Antonio yeah. Brown has tested positive for COVID. He's on the COVID list. He is a guy that I've been expecting to go off in fantasy. He did in week one. Did not in week two. So that's kind of a uh, – that, like, news went under the radar. It very much did. I like, think even he's yesterday and last though. night it was not being talked about. Yeah. I think it's kind of one of those deals with Antonio Brown. I was like, do we really want to give this guy any more publicity? Yep. Not necessarily because we're going to have to deal with all the other backlash for everything else he's done off the field that people don't like, which is very understandable. Yeah. I mean, it's not to make this all about the Chiefs. It's like Tyreek Hill. Anytime something happens yeah. to him, everybody brings up his past, whether it's good or bad. Antonio Brown is kind of in that same category of yep. no matter what you do, people are going to talk about how you went crazy over uh, your foot and the helmet and everything that you did with the Raiders. But he did test positive for COVID. Uh, so for me, this was more of a, hey, check your lineup. You know, yeah. I, we've talked about the check your fantasy football lineup guy. It's Thursday. Like, you need to do it today. Yeah. And this is the time you're appreciative of it. It was like, oh, <laughs> shit. You're right. right. Thank you. Yeah. Because he, he's a guy that I was playing in my flex, and it really worked for me week one. Mm-hmm. Week two, not so much. And now he's going to be out week three. So definitely get him out be, of your lineup. And speaking of fantasy, I think that's just going to be the thing with Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year is which one of those guys is going to go off week to week. Because I think it's going to be hard to rely on either of them every single time. I mean, like even every last year for the two of them, even when Chris Godwin wasn't even fully healthy, yeah, Mike Evans too. It was like which one is going to go off, and then they added in Antonio Brown, and now it is even more confusing. Like somebody's going to get a lot of touches, and quietly, like it's been Gronk, yeah, two touchdowns apiece. Like he can't keep up that pace. I freaking hope not, because then everyone's going to come right back. Like there's the best tight end in the league. He's <laughs> old as hell. Him and Travis Kelsey are also the same age. Yeah. I know. Surprising. It's ridiculous. Yeah. One of them seems 10 years older than the other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, who knows what will happen with that one. Maybe it will be Gronk again. Like I know that he got drafted in the leagues that I'm in. And even at the time, it's like, you don't need to draft yeah. Gronk. Like, if, you've, if he does good, pick him up. But, I mean, now I look like the idiot because he's been very good so far. And if you played him in those wrong. first two weeks, you're very happy with his production at tight end. I know he's not seeing a lot of yards. Or catches, but four touchdowns, that's that's good. My thing is, I just hope he can stay healthy for the whole year. Because it's going to be fun to see Gronk back he, at he like, the top. He looks so much healthier this year than he did last year. 100%. He really does. Like I questioned the comeback, and you know, last year he didn't look 100%. He looked like he was really trying to play himself into shape. Yeah. This year, I, he looks in shape. Yeah. I haven't been his biggest supporter. I think he looks really good. And he doesn't seem as all, like, bulked up and braces or whatnot, trying to protect himself from injuries. <laughs> right? Whereas, like, that dude is just a fucking uh-huh. running robot right now. He got out of that Boston cold weather. <laughs> got down to Tampa Bay. It's like, this is it for yeah, me. Like, I got I some can... damn sun. <laughs> <laughs> My joints don't hurt daily. <laughs> People are happy here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and another little bit of fantasy news that I was looking at um, is Elijah Mitchell, the running back for the 49ers. He did not practice yesterday. He's a guy that I know a lot of people picked up 
uh, especially me in fantasy. Yeah. Did very good in week one. Week two, eh. Now all the running backs in San Francisco are hurt. That's another situation where it's so stressful to have one of those running backs that I think I'm just going to avoid it. Yeah. Because you never know who's going to go off. This like, makes even me in years past. For the 49ers, is maybe this is when we start seeing Brandon Ayuk kind of start coming onto the scene a little bit more. You I hope mean, so. He almost lost his job pretty much because he just stopped caring. It was like, yeah, sure, I'm good. Like, whatever. And 49ers are like, you're not. You're not getting anything in week one. But because of the amount of injuries that they have, I wonder if they start running more of those end arounds with Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk, exactly, and just kind of get everything mixed up. Because then everyone's going to be paying attention to what's going on in the backfield. And there goes George Kittle down the middle of the field again. Yeah, it definitely could happen. But Elijah Mitchell, another guy who I liked. I liked him at Louisiana. And then him having a really good week one. He's another guy that you probably just need to get out of your lineup. Uh, especially if you have some depth. You know, you're probably not playing him at a running back position. But maybe at a flex. Mm-hmm. I took him out of my lineup just because of the uncertainty of, well, he's not practicing. He's a 49ers running back anyway. So, like, he's just going to go off. Or he's going to be non-existent. Yeah, it's a boomer bust with him, and with him being injured this week, I think it's going to be bust situation for him. So I took him out of my lineup, my starting lineup. I didn't drop him yet, but those Forty Nine er running backs are more stressful to have on a fantasy team than they're probably worth. <laughs> yeah. They're just trying to figure out, even if you have like just one of them, trying to figure out. Okay, is he going to see enough carries this week? Because I've been there before. I think I had most there one year when he went off. Yep. It's like okay. He went off last week. I'm going to play him. Nothing. He would get like four carries. So then you bench him. Put him on the bench. Then next week he'd have like 20 carries and 100 yards. And it's just so aggravating that I don't even know that it's worth it for my mental health to play one of these 49ers. So you just see a running back from the 49ers. You're like, nope, next. It's like, you know. How's that song? Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Mm. Love that song. That is a good one. It is. Uh, Back in the day when I first started playing fantasy sports, I played college football, fantasy football. That's a thing? It used to be. I don't know if it still is. I'm sure it still is. But you couldn't draft a player by name because, like, name, image, likeness, stuff, and all that. (laughs) So you could just draft a school and a running back. If you could do that in the NFL, if you could just say, hey, give me the 49ers running back every week. I don't oh, care Oh, you would just draft the position group. Yeah, it would oh, just say, like, I think running I back, that. Yeah. Texas. So, in the NFL, it would just say, running back, 49ers. Give me all of them. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd be set. Or, like, the Cowboys, just give me that Cowboys running back. Whichever one's going to take carries this week, which is another stressful situation. So, do NFL players make money, then, for being in – Part it's of probably part of football? their union is they're like, hey, we're going to give mm. over these rights that, you know, Madden can use your name, ESPN well, can They do get it. paid for being a Madden. I know that. Yeah, it's, I think it's through the union, though. Yeah. But, which is why college football needs one. Seriously. It would fix so many problems with the world. Mainly because there are so many nerds like me that would just spend hours a day playing NCAA football. And you'd have to start streaming yourself if, playing. If I could figure it out. I told I know I told you last year during the pandemic I was like I'm going to start streaming playing college football and this was early yep early on as like I don't really know how to do it though like I can't figure it out so I didn't do it and then two weeks later like Big Cat is doing it and it blows up and it just like goes viral but I mean I'm not he's obviously didn't like steal the idea but I had a similar idea of I'm just going to stream myself playing NCAA football got a lot of time on my hands I'm not in my classroom teaching anymore (laughs) so I was gonna do it and then I I failed to 
and then it blew up. Obviously, his platform also a lot bigger than mine, but it's still one of those like, man, I should have jumped on that. Yeah. With the commentary. and I do remember you talking about it because you have it on, it's not even on PlayStation 4, is it? It's PlayStation, PlayStation 3. Yeah. That was just that like, bad boy hooked up. I'm also just now processing the fact you still have a fucking PlayStation 3. That connects to the internet when the internet works in Joplin Mo. The PlayStation 3 connects to the internet? Hell yeah. I didn't know that. I still do roster shares. There's still a community of people who will update the rosters for this current season. Like every single year they update it. Yeah. If I went and fired up my PlayStation 3 right now, like Hudson Card and Casey Thompson are competing at quarterback in Texas. <laughs> do they update it week to week too? Um, maybe. I usually do like one big one at the beginning of every season. Gotcha. And, but it, it's every year. Wow. All the teams. So I do that in Madden with the draft class. So I'm actually drafting mm -hmm. actual players. I try to do that with Madden, but then I just get frustrated because I'm like, no, this player sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Why is he so high yep. on the list? And before, like two or three years ago, I tried to make my own draft classes. So like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, thanks for getting things started. I'll take it over from here. Yeah. It's so much goddamn work. Yeah. It takes forever. Yeah. Not yep. doing that one. I tried <laughs> to do that, like, by building a whole team. And by the time I did the jersey, the name, like, all that, and the logos, like, fuck the players, dude. Just getting the height and weight, like, name school. Like, what is, like, just the player bio at that front page of the creative <laughs> yeah. player? That takes 20 minutes. Like, that, I just need a keyboard <laughs> so I can type them all in. Right. I'm trying to do it with uh, the controller is aggravating. I'm sure there are a lot of people maybe even listening to this. They're like, duh, you idiots. Just hook up this keyboard to your PlayStation or whatever. You probably can. There's a USB port. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Look at us. Yeah. Again, the more you know. <laughs> right. How about other people that have fucked up royally? 20 years ago on this day, the Patriots are playing the Jets. And Drew Bledsoe, quarterback at the time, rolls out to the right. He's scrambling a little bit for extra yards. Gets popped by a Jets linebacker, puncturing his lung and placing him on the injured list. And in comes Tom Brady. I tweeted it this morning from our mic'd up account. That has to be the worst play in Jets history. The goddamn Jets. Exactly. Like, and it's so Jets to look back at that play and be like, it was their fault. I bet they're just like, fuck you, yeah, you man. Know, we yeah. just took out Bledsoe. <laughs> fuck the Patriots, man. Look at us go. We're going to win that game. Today. Sorry. Uh, and then guess what? Oh, here 20 comes years goat. later, y'all still fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Avocado Ice Cream running onto the field for the first time. But it is, it's so Jets that they're the team that knocked Drew Bledsoe out. And we're probably like not celebrating the injury, but like a, we just knocked out. Oh, we know there's the fan bases at home that are like, yeah, F you mm -hmm. Patriots, take that. Oh, yeah. We're going to run this division now. False. No. It's you just, just started a dynasty. And even I know there were some, a couple people that replied to our tweet even that was, you know, this wasn't even the worst play in Jets history. This was the worst play in every fan base's history for the last 20 years. Yeah. Because Tom Brady came in. And the Patriots are like, hey, Bledsoe, you all right? You're still alive? Thanks, Jets. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. how that probably yeah. went. I remember it, though, and I, I'll give uh, Matt a little bit of credit here. He was a huge Tom Brady fan at Michigan. So when that play happened and Tom Brady was coming in, it, it was like, oh, this guy's finally going to get his opportunity, like his chance. Because mm -hmm. he looked really good in preseason. Yeah. He never really got a fair shot at Michigan because they make promises to quarterbacks. And then yep. – uh, they're really idiots. Shit on it's Michigan. Yeah. And then Tom Brady comes in and balls out. And I didn't realize Matt was a fan back. of Tom Brady from Michigan. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like with the Patriots. No, he used to be a Michigan fan. 
Yeah, so I knew that, but I didn't realize it went all the way back to the days of. I thought it was before Brady at Michigan. Uh, his Michigan fan. Yeah. Dumb? Yeah, it was before Brady. Okay, so it was just kind of one of those deals that mm-hmm. the but ties Brady, were still there. Yeah, yep. played there at Michigan, and then carried over to the NFL. Sheesh. It's just, I mean, it's really that story is obviously just nuts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, watching him at Michigan though, even people are like, "This guy shouldn't be playing." Like, why aren't we playing? Well, yeah, they'd this start guy? the other guy and be like, "Hey, we're losing. Bring in Brady again. Cool. Now we won. Thank you." Yeah. So that was twenty years ago today. That makes me feel really old. Actually, I was five, allegedly. <laughs> Birth certificate official. Yeah, <laughs> and you believe that because nobody's ever faked one of those before. I am 12. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going back to the Little League World Series, all right? <laughs> exactly. I'm that 6'2", 13-year-old cranking I just want to hit dingers. Yeah, why don't you go shave first? <laughs> yeah. Why hasn't he got no fucking hair? He's 12. I was a really tall kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a really tall man. I'm 5'11". <laughs> I've been 5'11 since I was in 8th grade, though. And I used to play sports growing up, and a lot of times my mom would start bringing my birth certificate because people would be like, that kid's not 12 because I was taller and you were I was 5'11 in middle school in eighth grade I was 5'11 dang yeah that's a huge middle schooler mm-hmm. and like used to be pretty fast so people would be like how is that kid like how many years are you hold him back yeah none take that I'm actually just <laughs> math <done growing>. is hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh how about other old talking heads uh Chris Sims uh, I saw a tweet from him a lot of people are pissed off about this taunting Rule, and I know that we talked about it before, back when we were still on radio. I think this is just a situation where social media is so good at cer- certain things, and then it's so bad. I think a lot of people look at taunting, and they haven't really formed their own opinion, so they just jump on the crowd's opinion of this thing. And I'll say it, I'm not afraid. I, I know some people will put out the tweet, and they're like, put out the tweet, and then ducks. I won't. I'll stand tall and say this. I like the taunting rule. Is it a little bit overblown with how much they're doing it? Yep. But it's a stupid part of the game. Yeah. And I know I even saw some people like, quote, tweeting Sims and being like, um, I know everyone thinks the taunting emphasis is coming from old men that are out of touch with the game. But it was actually names like Brian Flores, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Like the coaches wanted this. Yeah. Took it to the competition committee. And then the committee was like, yep, we're going to do this. So it's not the NFL's fault. It's not the ref's fault. Like, they're just calling the game the way that their bosses tell them to. Yeah. And, I mean, other names on there, Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, Ron Rivera, Frank Wright, Mike Vrabel. I mean, Vrabel, of all people, is a part of this. Mm -hmm. That's one of those big, like, burly dudes who's going to bury you under the ground and then say something, and he's wanting this. Yeah, but I am actually on board with the rule and the way that it is drawn up. Like, if you want to celebrate and – you know, spin the football on the ground, spike it after a touchdown, do a flip into the end zone, throw up the peace sign. Yeah. I think all that should be good to go. Yep. But I do think the getting in somebody else's face, screaming at them, kind of talking shit, I actually am, I'm cool with outlawing that. Yeah. Maybe I have a unique perspective on it because I've coached younger kids. Yeah, it's like, hey, why are you talking smack my mom? I'm the one that just got buried in the ground. Leave her alone. She's in the stands enjoying the game. Or we, you know, we all know that like the D-backs celebrating – an incompletion. Like, that's so annoying. Like, th- get it out of the game. If it has to be a penalty, get it out of the game. Yeah. I don't care. Like, hey, that was out of bounds by 10 yards. It was an mm-hmm. overthrow. You didn't do nothing. And I saw another player. I don't <laughs> I remember who. just did who. that again. You didn't do nothing. A lot of double negatives. Man, from I got to get that figured out. 
Jesus. Right. You've been alive for 30 years. I don't know that that's going to happen. 25. No. You've been talking for 26. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw another player. I think I was four years old not talking. <laughs> We're not going to let that slide. <laughs> I saw what you tried to do there. I am 25. It so, yeah, 24 years I've been talking. All right. I saw another player, though, in the NFL. <laughs> Quote tweet, the Sims tweet, because I've just been reading through all of the replies and the quotes, and said, like, this is going to affect some team because they're going to have, like, a fourth and one big play, big stop, and it's going to affect the game, and then teams and players and fans will get outraged. To that, I say, if you're dumb enough to get a taunting penalty that affects the game, fuck you. (laughs) Like, go back and look at that, what was it, Florida LSU game? Where the dude makes a big tackle and then throws somebody's shoe. That was Florida. Yeah. 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 You Florida, said Florida LSU? I think it could have been a different team. But yeah. regardless, I know it was a Florida player. Yeah. Makes a huge play and then throws the opponent's shoe. Yep. And then gets the penalty. Like, was it the old Miss receiver who did the old like pissing dog thing yes. too? Yeah. Elijah Moore. That, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's going to happen. But those are the rules. Like, I'm sorry. Just follow the rules and it won't affect the Don't game. Don't be stupid. They also say, like, you can't grab jerseys and hold. So guess what? Just don't do it. Those are the rules. Not that hard. And I don't think that this is a bat flip situation because I'm a big bat flip advocate. Celebrate. But you don't have to make it like a personal attack on the other player. Like, you can still show emotion and enjoy it. Just don't be demeaning about it. Again, two Chiefs fans doing a podcast. Perfectly okay with Lamar Jackson doing a flip into the end zone. Yep. Do it. Antoine Winfield Jr. hitting Tyreek with a peace sign in the Super Bowl. mm -hmm. Go for it. Yeah, that one's not too bad. But I do understand the, like, trying to take that part out of it. Yeah. I I just didn't get upset with this. Let me just clarify I didn't either. Yeah. Uh, But I understand the NFL trying to, like, honestly, just take responsibility for where the game is going. Yeah. Like, it goes from the top down. And I know that there are a lot of people mad on Twitter. They're like, you're taking the emotion out of the game. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're just taking away, like, the taunting aspect of it. Still celebrate. And maybe the NFL does need to get a little bit more, you know, accurate with their calls. So that, you know, if a guy is just celebrating a big play and he's not making it personal to another player, let that go. But if you do, you have a guy who gets up and he's yelling uh, or pointing at another guy or throwing the ball in his face, those have led to fights. You know, so I, I do think that you should outlaw that part of the game. Maybe that makes me an old man. Hit me with the get off my lawn yep, tweets. I don't I care. Yeah. I, I, I don't because I'm not going to change my opinion on it. I've seen it trickle down to like the college game where it is like they do a better job of officiating it, honestly. Like the targeting is out of hand, but you don't see taunting that much in college. But I've seen it trickle down to the high school game and the junior high game. And guess what? That's not about your entertainment. That's like just people trying to enjoy the game. You don't need two kids screaming at each other. Uh, we were at a high school game couple weeks ago and a huge brawl about broke out and we're talking like 5a 6a football not little 1a dink and dunk football football, that we came from (laughs) big time missouri football where if there would have been a brawl breakout they did not have the security to stop it Mm -mm. it would have been on the field a massive problem yep and that's all because you get a lot of players jawing at one another you get them talking shit to each other yep And then it happened. So I'm sorry. I'm an old man. Keep enforcing the taunting penalties.
All right, that's enough from me about taunting. Let's get into segment number two of the show, brought to you by Gunspot and Gunspot.com. Go visit them for your gun and ammo needs. As we've said, uh, you just never know when you're going to need that little extra protection for you. Uh, Obviously, keeping a gun at home. I have a gun at home. Uh, I haven't shot it in a while because I'm a terrible shot. But it is that little peace of mind that, like, if something were to happen, I'm covered. Boom. There we go. And literally, (laughs) get out my house. Uh, And fall is here, y'all. Time to update the wardrobe. Get that fall look. Get your new fall flannels, sweaters, hoodies, all right here at Miners and Monroe at minersandmonroe.com. If you're new or, excuse me, in the area local, there is a shop in Pittsburgh, Kansas. It's a nice little shop. Be sure to stop by and visit it. If you're not, no worries. You can visit them again at their website at minersandmonroe.com. And then at checkout, use code MikeDup10 for 10% off. Yeah, you definitely won't be disappointed, uh, mainly for the fellows. But also, if we have some lady listeners, you can go check it out for your guy. Maybe you don't know yeah. what to buy him. Uh, if you're a guy, I don't know what to buy myself sometimes. So you can just hop on their website, check it out. You can't go wrong. I, I've never seen a bad shirt. From no. miners and they got the old like baseball retro hats, and they got some old be- uh, yeah. baseball retro shirts and stuff as well. So and they uh, they purposefully get their clothing from brands that are long lasting. Mm-hmm. I know that I've seen Davey, who runs the shop, uh, posting about it before of like trying to purposefully target brands that won't just get eaten up by the washer that are sustainable and will last a long time, which is also wonderful to have because I've paid a lot of money before. For shirts from expensive brand places that don't last. Yeah, and this this isn't just shirts. It's included in the sweaters, the the sweatpants that they have there. Flannels. It's the softest sweatshirts and hoodies I've ever felt in my life. Ever. If you got a lady, she's gonna want to cut you the whole time. There you go. Pop in a scary movie. Bam. Let's talk a little bit about college football. Uh, I can't believe how much Alabama is in the news for not even being like they're not doing anything to be in the news. <laughs> Uh, earlier this week, Urban Meyer, and talking to Fangio after the game, made the comment, which I've heard him say before, so I don't even know why this is a thing, but he made the comment of every week in the NFL is like playing Alabama. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, boom, there's a little nod towards Alabama. And then uh, Lane Kiffin comes out and he's like, the transfer portal's not fair because schools like Alabama just keep getting better. I'm sorry that all of you hate Alabama and Nick Saban. (laughs) Like, this is a situation where it's just like, you have to try to beat them. Like, I'm sorry. They're not doing anything illegal or unfair. They're just just winning, baby. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what the Raiders would love to do. And the thing from Vic Fangio, I don't remember, I don't know if you just mentioned it. Like, that came from Urban Meyer, Mm -hmm. like, discussing that with Vic Fangio. And I feel like that's a really bad look on Urban Meyer. Like, no, duh, it's like playing Alabama every week. It's the fucking NFL, dude. Yeah. Like, you just think you're going to come in and just control everything and be good to go? With the shitty-ass Jaguars? Yeah. No offense to our Jaguars fans, but you guys know you're bad. <laughs> you can admit that. We all can. Uh, you got to. You're dealing with some bad. injuries. It's tough. There's, there are other first-round draft picks. It's hard to hear it. Not playing. I know. And like, Lavishka's Shane Nall, I think that he was hurt or didn't play well last week. That's yeah. another one that's going to sting a little bit. But I'm sorry. You, just, you guys aren't playing good. No. I hope you figured it out, though, because it would be cool to see you be I good. kind of like the Jaguars. I was never had them in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Hard. Like, yelling at the TV. Well, I mean, anything. they're just one throw away from beating the Patriots, but Blake Bortles is going to Blake Bortles. <laughs> Seriously. Just He's not awful. in the league anymore, is he? Uh, last no, I he heard. was a Packer for a bit. 
That's right. And then I don't think he did anything. I think they just, I mean, if you went to the Packers and you can't get a backup job, you're done. Right. And that's not anything against the Packers. I felt like it just came off that way. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, no, yeah. you're done. And with Lane Kiffin talking about him and his Alabama comments um, and saying they get to cherry pick from the transfer portal and kind of choose who they want. And Nick Saban wasn't the biggest supporter of the transfer portal. Like yeah. He didn't want it. And, you know, we're also both Texas fans. I can think of three players on the Texas roster currently that came from Alabama last year. We're playing on Alabama's team. So it's like they're losing players too. Yeah. But even with Nick Saban, he he was quoted as saying, I think what's going to happen, as we've seen happen a lot in these leagues, the good players go to a good team and the bad players leave good teams. That is exactly what happened with some of these dudes. Yeah. I, uh, you know, some of the guys that Alabama got – their linebacker, whose name I can't say, it, he was a good player at Tennessee, but Tennessee was a bad team. So what did he do? He left, and he went to Alabama. Yeah. Alabama had a lot of depth at running back, and one of their running backs decided to transfer because he couldn't get on the field at Alabama. So, like, it's a – this it's is just it. Just back and forth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, teams like Old Miss are going to benefit from this too. Like, you're going to have some good players – go to Old Miss. It's but, just part of it. But Alabama's going to stay at the top because, like, hey, mm-hmm. we're just getting in good players. We're yep. losing the ones that aren't playing. Mm-hmm. So sorry that we But, got... again, Nick Saban called it. And was like, yeah. this is exactly what's going to happen here. <laughs> I'm sorry we're good. Do you think it helps bring any parity anywhere else, though, or is this just something that keeps – it's just a big revolving door until they officially shut it off again? You know, I had I thought, like, before I read the Nick Saban quote, that, like, maybe this was a good way to get some parity in college football. But I think he's right. Like, yeah. even when you're getting these bigger-name recruits from, you know, in Alabama or wherever else, they're only leaving because they probably couldn't see the field. Yeah. You know, you're not getting many grad transfers who are like, oh, I'm, I'm on a good team, but I'm going to go – to a lower team, <laughs> like you're, you're you're only transferring because you can't play. Yeah, or because you're coming from a higher level. Program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I I do think he's 100 percent right. It's probably creating less parity in college football. I can't or, wait to see it in basketball though, because oh I think God, that's it's where it's going to be. Yeah, so much. Good fun. luck fielding a team. <laughs> I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been like Minnesota lost like 10 scholarship players from their basketball team. 10? Yeah. Holy shit, I didn't see the numbers that high. It, I mean, it, it could be the wrong team and wrong number. It's been a long time. Yeah. I don't have the internet to work today. <laughs> uh, but there were, there were a couple teams in college basketball where they were losing multiple scholarship athletes because they were just transferring and going elsewhere. It's going to be hard. Like, even in football, I know that part of the reason why they're looking at this, these redshirt rules of you can play four games and still get redshirted is because you're losing so many scholarship athletes to the transfer portal. But... Sorry about you. You've been taking advantage of these players for a hundred years. Yeah. Now with you'll find the, like sorry, find a way to field the team. With the scholarship, like so if you offer a scholarship to a player and then he transfers out, like do you get that scholarship back? Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. offer it to another? Okay. Right. But then the school that he transfers to would have to offer him a scholarship, which usually happens. Yeah. As soon as you put your name in the transfer portal, somebody like, Hey, Full Come right here, here. We'll yeah. hook you up with this one. Uh, but let's get into some college football picks. Uh, there's actually a college football game tonight. There's also an NFL game tonight, but it's kind of trash. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all right. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have Marshall playing at App State tonight in college football. Uh, App State, a seven-point 
favorite in this one. Uh, I don't know if I'll watch this one over the NFL game, but I think winner should get to join the Big 12. Or sorry, not the Big 12, the American I Conference. Say, Holy no, that's shit. a large jump. <laughs> the winner of this game should get to join the American Conference, and I think that will be App State. Yeah, I agree with you. I love, this is off football, but like the way they do their marketing and their pictures. Who? App State? App State. Have you not seen that? Dude, they went to like the mountains and took like pictures. Like you the, are very susceptible to to like the hype videos and stuff. Like just team social media. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's clearly gone past videos. Like the Panther social media is very good. So is the Chargers. The who? The Carolina Panthers and the Los Angeles Chargers. Their social media team. I swear you just good. said the pants. I. I tried to say the Panthers. <laughs> I don't want to argue because I don't know what I, I know. say anymore. I've yeah, tried to order fucking quesadillas and got enchiladas and was like, what happened? And you guys are like, no, you pointed at it and said something else. And she was very confused. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just thought she. <laughs> I thought she messed up. I, yeah. Nope. That's a you problem. I don't know. Panthers it social media has been good. It did really sound like you said pants. Well, I hope you did. Between Marshall and App State, take an App State, favorite same. by seven. Same, same. That game is on tonight. How about these other ones happening on Saturday? LSU at Mississippi State. And I'm writing about this one. It'll come out tomorrow uh, in the pick six where I pick games. I think it should tell you a lot about LSU that they're only favored by two and a half <laughs> over Mississippi State. And a lot of people are picking Mississippi State. Are you? I'm not that bold. Oh. The reason why I'm not picking Mississippi State is because they are an air raid team where they're just going to air it out with Mike Leach. And LSU's strength is probably still in their secondary and pass rush. So this is like the one matchup where Mississippi State probably could beat LSU, but LSU actually has the guys to stop this. With Eli yeah. Ricks at corner, Derek Stingley Jr., they they do have good pass rushers still. Uh, what's his name? Ojolari. Is there, uh, so I think that they're set up to win this game. I don't necessarily like the team at LSU. So what do you think of their offense against this Mississippi State defense? Bad. I think it's bad. Which is why I think this could be a trap game because Mississippi State, like maybe they do come out and they can put up points. Yeah. Uh, and if you know that LSU defense fails, I'm just feeling something deep down in my bones. I'm going Mississippi State. Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally no reasoning why, mm-hmm. just kind of feeling it. But if things do, if they click just a little bit, if Leach gets things going at Mississippi State, yeah. LSU can't put up the points to score. I mean, we've seen team. him do it before. We've seen him do it at Tech. We've seen him do it at Wazoo. It's just yeah, boom, and he'll have he those games where he'll get his guys fired up for these big matchups. Yeah, and then he'll like get his ass kicked by a team <laughs> that he should. <laughs> then we play Alabama, and it was like, oh hey, good thing we won last week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I am going to take LSU in this one, but that point spread. Is so close that I would honestly probably stay away from putting my money on this game because I also have a feeling that Mississippi State is going to win. Yeah, but LSU should, and if they don't, sorry, Coach O, this one's all on you. I don't care what the outcome is; it's your fault. You're almost just rooting for the demise of Coach O at LSU. I am. I think it's not even almost. You just come. Okay. Yeah, I will openly say I am rooting for the demise of Coach O at LSU. Because he's the most overrated coach in the country right now. And he's also a scumbag who probably covered up sexual assault. A lot of people don't talk about that anymore. Uh, no, they don't. No, they don't. Do I don't do feel like that? you knew that. Oh, just, you know, a couple of years ago at LSU. <laughs> I was too busy watching the hype videos. I'm so sorry. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I but, feel really bad. I don't mean, like, not to laugh at the situation, but, like, ew, I, I People don't talk about it. Uh-uh. Uh, this I was, don't. like, with Burrow and, like, 
Chase and Jefferson, all yeah, the guys are, after that. Uh, but he had a player, a recruit, and I don't remember the details. Yeah. But so look it up, go read about it. I don't remember all the details wow. of a player sleeping with a girl, and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't consensual, and then the player going to Coach O and being like, "Hey, this guy is bothering my girlfriend. Like, won't leave her alone." And Coach O was like, "Well, sometimes." You know, girlfriends sleep with other players. It's not a big deal. Like, oh, uh, I'm sorry, what? It is a big deal. Holy shit. You need to look into it. It is your job as the head coach at LSU. That's why I don't like it. That is pretty scummy. Mm-hmm. And even before that, I was like, this guy is only like popular because of his voice. Yeah. If well, he tax. didn't have the accent, nobody would give a shit about Coach O. Well, I mean, that's what a lot of fans at LSU like about him, too. Because, I mean, when we went there for the LSU-Georgia game, I remember walking around – and talking to the fans, they're like, yeah, we got like, we got one of our own in the coach. You know, he might be able to make a difference. He's from here, knows players. It's going to mm-hmm. help out a lot. And, you know, next year they won a national title. But it was right. just like hearing that from the fans, that is something that and they And I do give credit to that national title to Joe Brady in that offense. Yeah. And his coordinators. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you could put almost any head coach into that situation you want, and they would be good. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, and I know a lot of people are probably going to listen to this and be like, well, Coach O hired the coordinator. He wouldn't even name him the offensive coordinator. <laughs> he named him the passing game coordinator. And fucked it up so much that Joe Brady left. <laughs> like, so congratulations. You almost had a really good thing at LSU. And let me take you back, like last week when we were doing our top jobs, I picked LSU. This is not an LSU hatred. Yeah. That's a good program. They it, can be successful. Yeah. Coach O's dog shit. That's my take on how much, LSU. <laughs> hello, bold prediction here. How much longer has he got? This year. You think so? I think they're going to be really bad this year, and he's going to get fired. Holy shit. Yeah. How long do they stick with Les Miles, though, after they – because, like, he won a national title. A while. He won two, didn't he? Or was it just no, one? No, Nick Saban won one. And then Les Miles. And then Les Miles got one. But I, f- I, I felt like he stayed but he for a was, while. he was, like, good. Okay. And they had a couple of runs where that, they were competing with Alabama, but like, yep. just lost. Yeah. And again, maybe those details are not 100% accurate. But it's the basis accurate. of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Not but, 100% accurate, but hey. They're, yeah, yeah, you you kind of get the point. Yeah, we're aiming at the right spot. <laughs> uh, another game this weekend is Notre Dame at Wisconsin. They're playing this game in Chicago at Soldier Field. Uh, I don't know whose idea that was. <laughs> Both of these schools have a better atmosphere and stadium than the one in Chicago. Yeah. Like, like you're taking this game out of Camp Randall in Wisconsin to put it in shitty ass Chicago. Man, we want to play in the spaceship. You know what? I don't even hate Chicago, so let me take that statement back. Shitty ass Soldier Field. There we go. Chicago is beautiful. I, I actually love it. Love Chicago. <laughs> Man, I would want to go back. Or even like you schedule this game, and maybe it's like a home and home or something. You don't want to play this game at Notre Dame. Like the atmosphere would be so good in Wisconsin. Yeah, a beautiful. Late September game in Madison. Who is this considered a home game for? Then? It's considered a home game for Wisconsin. Why the fuck did you agree to this? Yeah. And I, I get it. Like having these neutral site games like Texas and OU and Dallas. That's something yeah. that's been going on for forever. It's a yearly like locked in thing. So I get that. But like this is a unique matchup where Notre Dame could be coming to Wisconsin. Yeah. But now you've ruined that for everyone, for the <laughs> Notre Dame fans that want to go to Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. And the Wisconsin fans that want to see Notre Dame play. Yep. Now they have to travel travel to Chicago. 
So it's a shitty situation. Who is this better? Is this better for Notre Dame? I think so. Like it's in definitely terms better of, than like, playing in Madison. Yeah, because you're going to get a lot of those fans right there, fairly close to Chicago, that are able to travel over. So it's a home game for Wisconsin, but Notre Dame's like, hey, psh, yeah. sure. Thanks for the home game. We've got like 45 percent of the crowd. Here. It's like the hey, like who's in charge here? Like you are. Like, yeah, we know you are. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. I am going to take. Notre Dame in this one, though, against the spread. Wisconsin is favored by six and a half points. Uh, I am kind of surprised by that. I don't know if Vegas got tripped up and they just assumed this game's in Madison. It's not. Oh, you might be onto something. Um, Six and a half points seems like a lot to a team that got beat by Penn State. And again, writing about this game, it'll come out tomorrow, too. I think Wisconsin's going to really have to rely on their passing game with Graham Mertz. I think everybody knew that coming into the season. Yeah. Um, when Graham Mertz lines up at quarterback and he goes under center and he starts to read that defense, he's probably going to piss his pants when he looks across the field and finds number 14 for Notre Dame because he might be the best player in the country. And it doesn't matter what side of the ball, what side no, of the field you throw the just, ball. Like you can look him there. off and be like, okay, he's way over there on that sideline. I'm going to throw right. doesn't matter. He's, he's there. got the size. He's got the speed to get over there. He's just a scary, scary individual. He's like the freaking boogeyman. You yeah. think he's not there? Boo, there he is. <laughs> Kyle Hamilton <laughs> at Notre Dame is pretty much the entire reason why I'm taking the Irish to cover the spread. So I, I think I'll take Wisconsin here because they did play a close game against Penn State, and it was a night game. It was a wide out. It was awesome. So I'll take it here. And this is considered a home game. I'm sure they're going to treat it like 1-2, of course. So. And they should get more. I believe they should get more tickets to sell. Than Notre Dame. That's usually how that works. I would hope so if it's considered. <laughs> that would suck so much. Yeah, like, hey, this is a home game 50, for Wisconsin, <laughs> and it's just all like blue and gold. It's like, fuck. Yeah, that, that would be a rough situation. Uh, next game for you, Texas Tech at Texas. This is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite for Texas. I'm not writing about this game because I'm done betting on Texas football. It is so heartbreaking to lose a game and lose money on the same damn play <laughs> that I can't I can't take it anymore. I can't do it. So I'll at least put a prediction, but I'm not betting on this one. I do like Texas in this one. Uh, seven and a half points. They really shit the bet against Arkansas. Played terrible. It was just a wake-up game. You know, like, I don't even know. You can't in a even... non-conference game. Yeah. I can't even be like, ah, oh, they just didn't play their best. Like, it was maybe next time. I don't know. Arkansas literally just demolished the shit out of them. Yeah. So, <laughs> props to in them. In every aspect of the game. But maybe bringing in Casey Thompson now, who's the guy that I thought should have been the starter all along, will, you know, restart this offense. And maybe we'll see some of the creativity with Sarkeesian there. Because, honestly, first couple games I've watched, they're not doing anything special. Mm-hmm. Which is starting to make me worry it's really easy to look good when you have, like, five first-rounders at Alabama. Yeah. I could probably look like a really good offensive coordinator when I say, you know what we're going to do here? Hand it to Najee Harris. I mean, look at Bill O'Brien right now. Success. Yeah. Alabama, they're just still putting up a shit ton of yards and points. Yeah. So, I I am a little bit worried about that, but I am still going to take Texas Longhorns in this Yeah. And my thing with Sarkeesian is I don't think it's been anything bad right now, and I do get exactly what you're saying, Mel, but I feel like in that Arkansas game – he was making the right calls and like putting his team in situations to succeed. They just weren't executing yeah. it, and I know that's like the hardest Hudson thing. Specifically, Hudson card. Yeah, like on the deep throws, they had three of them. I mean, two of them were for touchdowns, and he just completely overmissed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, like, come on! 
I don't know how Casey Thompson is a passer. I don't feel like we've really got to see that because uh, B. John Robinson just annihilated Rice on the ground. So it was like, there's no need right. to even fucking pass the ball right yeah. now. And even in the Alamo Bowl, where we kind of saw these two guys come in after Sam Ellinger was hurt, mm-hmm. it was against Colorado. Yeah. It was maybe not the best team either, but we'll get a good look at Casey Thompson and a, a fairly good test. I know that Texas Tech defense is probably not the best one. He'll face all year, but at yeah. least you, you get to see a little bit more of this offense. Boost your confidence. I would definitely take the over. I don't know what it is set at. And again, the internet is dog I shit today. Say, I would love to work. Love um, to look, so. But I would take the over. I think it was set at like 61. Shit. Which seems low to me because Tech is going to put up points. They always do. Like 61's low? Mm-hmm. If you can get in at 61, I say pounce on it. On the over? On the over. Smashing it? Oh, hell yeah. Mellow smash? Sure. I'm just trying to think of something. (laughs) Uh, But I I would smash that over on this game, especially if it's around 61, 65. I think we're going to get close to 70. I think both teams can score. I question both defenses in this game. So definitely smash that over. Last game that we'll pick today, uh, Texas A&M, a a 5.5-point favorite at Arkansas. I don't know if this is my recency bias or just my uh, historical bias. I'm taking Arkansas to cover the spread in this game. I was very impressed by the Razorbacks. And they were a team that I was kind of looking at as a surprise pick this year with what they had coming back on that defense. I thought their quarterback, who got a couple reps last season, was still pretty good. Uh, Jefferson, that big, bulky runner. And then that running back that they have is very good. And then Burks at receiver, one of the best receivers in the nation. But this defense has been very impressive for me, and that's like a matchup that I'll be watching. Texas A&M has some really good players. They have Jaden Weidermeyer at tight end, who's a top tight end prospect. Weidermeyer, is that how? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the name right now. I would not have read Weidermeyer. Or said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Arkansas has a very good safety as well, and Catalan. So I'm, that's a matchup to watch. The Arkansas linebackers have been lights out, as we know all too well. Yeah. But also, Texas A&M has a great offensive lineman and running back. So you're going to get some really good matchups to watch in this game. But like I said, I am taking Arkansas. I think that defense is going to be too much for the Texas A&M quarterback. So yeah. Arkansas to cover the spread. 17, or excuse me, 17, a 7-versus-16 matchup. And it mm-hmm. is at, at Arkansas. I was going to say. That's a huge difference, man. Yep. That's a tough place to play. It, it very much is. Uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas is what they want College Station to be. Ooh. <laughs> wow. I said it. Say that again. It. Fayetteville is what they want College Station to be. It's a tough place to play. The crowd actually makes a difference. It is the home of the 12th man. Fucking Christ. We just lost every Texas A&M listener. <laughs> yeah, well, that's clipped, brother. Uh, and I am tex- I am going to take Texas A&M in this game. I, I, How's I mean, that feel to say? It's tough. That's it. That's all I'm going to say, though. You know, I don't like A&M, but they are a good football team. Yeah. And they didn't really look bad like... last week. I thought they looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Weidermeyer, the tight end. Yep. I love him. Isaiah Spiller, their running back. Love him. Kenyon Green, he's going to start at left tackle for them, but I think that he's one of the top guard prospects in the NFL draft. Yeah. So I I can recognize that I don't like them as a team, but that they are good. Yeah. I, I pride myself on hey, that. Yeah, you can say it. No one's going to listen to that part. They're still like, holy <laughs> They've shit. They've already turned it off. Yeah, College Station, <laughs> like, oh. 
I should probably go to College Station before I make such bold comments. Not now. Mm-mm. No, I would not be welcome. <laughs> That's a. Uh, they're gonna have pictures of you and be like, if you see him, kick him out. People used to ask, like, what would it take to get you guys to do a tailgate tour in Norman? There's not. I wouldn't. I would honestly. Not do it. I would. I would like to see Norman. Like, I would like to see that college atmosphere from like all the Sooners fans because I feel like they're just as diehard Sooner fans as like. Texas fans are oh great like, of fan course. base very passionate yeah so like I would like to see that and it's like like highest element like mm-hmm. is the best that it could be. I don't think I could I I really don't this is why I would kind of like to see Texas and Oklahoma start playing at like one another stadiums oh well, and because the Cotton Bowl sucks exactly and terrible I terrible stadium yeah and do that <laughs> maybe play at each other stadiums till you get a new fucking Cotton Bowl built or you like playing in Dallas so much go to fucking Jerry World yeah. That makes too much sense. Nobody gives a shit about that fair. Like, let's put that out there. It's so fucking hot. It's so hot. And, like, honestly, yeah, you're getting a lot of people who go to the Texas State Fair. But you're there for one reason or the other. You're not like, oh, I'm going to check out the fair and the game. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, I am at the fair and stumbled upon this football game that's here. Yeah. You're going because you want to see the football game or you're going because you want to go to the fair. Or if you're going there for the football game, you got to walk through the fair to get there. This is a nightmare. And if you want food or drinks, you got to stand in line for literally an hour to get it. buy fucking tickets. Yep. You have to stand in line to buy tickets. Then you have to stand in line to order your food. You can't pay with cash for anything except for tickets. dumb. It is dumb. So move that thing to Jerry World. That makes too much sense, Mello. Beautiful inside stadium where it's not 100 degrees in that the middle of be Texas. That would actually really cool. It just makes too much sense. All right, segment number three. Let's get to this one. A little baseball talk for you, but brought to you by Club 609, the best bar in the world. Definitely go in there if you're stopping through Joplin, no matter the time. They've got a great lunch selection, too. Great sandwiches. Go in there for dinner. I personally love the appetizers. That they have. Oh, yeah. The Chad nachos are my favorite nachos I've ever had. The potato skins. Yep. You know I love them, but now our listeners do as well. They, the bruschetta pizza is Yo, a sneaky You stole favorite. that from me. The, Fuck you. The uh, chicken strips. The ahi tuna bruschetta. The chicken strips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go. I don't know why I did that. I'm <laughs> oh, so sorry. you really like the I, strips. <laughs> they're good. hey That shit uh, slaps. It is very good, but, but also The ahi tuna bruschetta. You need to try it. You don't like seafood, I don't like, never no. mind. Mm-mm. It's so freaking good, dude. I bet, yeah. <clears throat> they had you making that uh, that noise. Yeah. Just thinking about it. <laughs> Go ahead. That bruschetta ain't the only thing. Never mind. <laughs> Happy hour from 2 <laughs> until 8 p.m. for the month of September. Two for one drink specials, $2 draft pours, and on Saturdays for forever, 11 a.m. until 8 p.m., that they got some great TV set up in there. You can go watch the game, talk to our great buddy Steve Williams about football, basketball, anything that's going on at Club 609. Yeah, next up, Downtown Lube. Hey, my car is there right now because they're working on it, and I sent it in this morning. It's going to be done the moment we finish this podcast. It's because probably already done. They pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day or literally just as quickly as possible so that they can get another car in there. What was that? Because what? What did I say? I don't know. I said it really fast. Cool as possible. You said quickly as possible, as quickly as possible. I tried to do it on purpose. <laughs> and then you caught me off guard with calling me out on it. Okay, sorry. So props to you. No, you're good. Um, so if you're in the area, be sure to visit them. Downtown Lube, they're right here on Main Street and 1st. If you're not in the area, be sure to go to visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. And just leave a nice little comment, review. Look at the website. 
They're going to appreciate it. We'd appreciate it. Mark's a huge uh, KU fan, the owner of the shop. Yep. So I'm sure that he would love any five-star MU reviews. Oh, that would actually be <laughs> hysterical. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about baseball. I think baseball? just mentioning it the other day, it got me fired up. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's, teams are starting to clinch playoff spots. We're right here in Missouri. The Cardinals have won 11 straight now. They're sitting in a wild card spot, too. They're hitting the piss out of the ball. Probably. I haven't really been watching that closely. But I did night, see yeah. this little bit of information. The Tampa Bay Rays and Kevin Kiermeyer. they're playing the Blue Jays. And the situation is that Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, noticed that the catcher had dropped a scouting report. Like They'll keep the little reports uh, in their wristband, just like a quarterback playbook. And Kiermaier picked it up, took it back to the dugout, mm-hmm. and then like wouldn't give it back. Like If this happens in football, it's a no-brainer. Like, yeah, you picked it up. Yeah. Like, I remember one of the first things, like almost rules or unwritten rules of football that I learned is you better know where your playbook is at all times. Because even in, like, fucking junior high football, they're like, you cannot lose this playbook. Yeah. The other team cannot know what we're doing. That's dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not that good. <laughs> teams know what yeah. you're doing. Like, the best – there are two dominant teams in our area. They've been running the same goddamn offense for 20 years. Yep. You know exactly what they're doing. And at Webb City, they literally run, like, 11 plays. Is that like King? Yeah. <clears throat> I, sw- I swear. It's a tiny playbook. 11 plays. I don't know the exact number. We could talk to some of our guys who played there, but it is a tiny little playbook of this is what they're going to do. You know what's coming. 20 straight years of winning districts and it's like 15 back, state titles. It, split back veer. It's been around since the 50s. It doesn't matter if you know what's coming. You still got to be able to stop it. Shit. People can't stop it. But back to baseball. Kevin yep. Kiermeyer picks up the scouting report that the catcher drops – Takes it back. Like, obviously, it's great to have that information. You kind of know how they want to pitch to you. All this other stuff. The Blue Jays find out about it. Then they play yesterday. Kevin Kiermeyer comes up to bat in the eighth inning of like a 7-1 to ball game. And guess what? He gets plunked with a pitch. Whack. How do we not see this one coming? <laughs> like, why is this even news? I don't know, but it's hilarious. Be like, hey, you stole our playbook. Here's a fastball to the back. Yeah. And then, like, to be upset about it because of what a brawl broke out, correct? The bench is cleared, which okay. is, I think, L- a misleading what I like, tweet now. Yeah. But you're right because when I was a child, if the bench is clear, that means everyone was fighting. I remember, like, six now or seven it just ye- means, like, hey, everybody came off of the bench and stood on the field. I remember six or seven years ago, there was a brawl. I think the Cardinals were involved. Maybe the Cardinals and the Reds, or the Reds yep. were definitely involved. But a guy gets smashed up against home plate against the net, yep. and he's just, like, kicking people with his cleats, like, mm-hmm. right in their back. I was like, now that's a brawl. The Reds and Pirates had one a couple years Maybe ago. Maybe that's who it was. But they, the one guy's just got it. It's always the NL Central. <laughs> get your shit together. <laughs> but, it's like, how did you not know he was going to get hit? And I know that the Blue Jays pitcher came out and was like, oh, definitely didn't mean to hit him. Just lost like, control. We know, dude. Like, they're still going to suspend you. You can say whatever <laughs> bullshit you want. Everybody knows you did it on purpose. I would like to see a player be like, yeah, I know I'm going to get suspended. Mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. What we was want that our dude for the Dodgers? Uh, that used to be a Cardinal, always, like, sticking his tongue out at people and bullshit. Joe Kelly? <laughs> yeah. I feel like he did come out and was like, yep. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Astros. Don't care. Put one in God, his back. that was hilarious. He's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You're still going to get suspended either way. Yeah. But it is. It's so so shocking that 
Yeah, some of the Blue Jays players came out and like, oh, this is so Bush League. Why would you do this? Homie, they've been doing this for 100 years. Yeah, and you stole the scouting report. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if you're the Tampa Bay Rays and you steal that scouting report, like you have to know one's coming for you. Like When you pick it up and you don't give it back, you're like, yep, this is going to be worth 95 to the back. <laughs> yeah. You just think, ah, oh, we'll be fine. Just just a couple guys being dudes. Mm-hmm. When, no. <laughs> when you pick up that scouting report, go ahead and add to it. I'm going to get fucking hit for this. <laughs> like Hard. That's, add it to your own scouting report. I'm going to get on base. Do you think you could take 95 mile an hour baseball to the back? Fuck no. Don't want to try either. I don't either. Just hmm. asking. No. I I start to wince in pain just thinking about it. I wouldn't see it. <laughs> I'd get hit in the face because I wouldn't see it to move. Like, oh, fuck, oh, that God, hurt. In the face, that would just be a nightmare. I just act like I bounced off my head. Like, ah, no if big you deal. Could do, I'm like, knocked precision out. Precision pitching or like a pitching machine. I think taking one to the thigh or hamstring would be the best spot. Fuck that. I'm trying to. I said I st- best spot. I still want to walk. Yeah. I'll take one to take, the back. Oh. You take one to the kidney, you're pissing blood for t- a month. Not the kidney, the back. I'm a duck to it. Like, do you know where your kidney is? I'm going to pinch my shoulder blades. <laughs> you're going to take one right in the middle of the back. It's going to knock the wind out of you. Uh, it's better. I can still walk. Oh, you're going to take one like off the shoulder blade? Yes. You're now you're thinking about it. And you're like, this is a terrible idea. Left arm. Put right just, one on my meaty ass. <laughs> I'm gonna put a big old pad right there on my elbow <laughs> on my meaty ass, bro. You ain't got an ass. No, I <laughs> I'll take it off the shoulder, like but, the bicep, tra- like the arm, just mm-hmm. elbow, shoulder, elbow. That's your sweet spot. There's not a good spot. I'm still gonna try and like flex, but I feel like it would just kill it. And you my need to do it like a die. shot. It's just like look away, loosen up. Take a big deep breath. Yeah, Three, blow two, out one. The birthday, blow out the candles on your birthday cake. <laughs> yeah, whatever the hell You're that good. means. You just don't think about it. You just blow. <laughs> a little ex- simple exhale, so inhale. It is. Oh, cool. Wait, whoa. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I don't, like, every couple weeks, I feel like we're outraged over somebody got hit by a baseball. It's part of the game. The fucking Bush League comments, grow up. You've been playing this sport your whole life. Since You're going to come Bush in here. Leagues. Exactly. And be like, that's Bush League. No, Bro, it's not. I used to be in like fifth or sixth grade and I would intentionally hit players. What? Yeah. Sorry. I th- yeah. <laughs> you are intentionally hitting players in fifth. Like, that is yep. Bush League. Throwing at players. Who the hell taught you that? Uh, sports Center. Roger Clemens. <laughs> what? Hell yeah, man. We oh, used to man. face this team. And they had a really mouthy catcher, which like a lot of teams do. I feel like you, like when you're profiling your team, you're like, who's a little scrappy kid who's kind of mouthy? Mm-hmm. That's my catcher. One hundred. And so that was like ninety percent of the catchers that I faced in little league. Mm-hmm. So we had a signal because I would come in and pitch sometimes. I was not accurate, but I could throw hard. Yep. So Heard we that. had a signal, which was the middle finger down. You and it, your catcher did. Mm-hmm. And if the middle finger was down, I knew it was the mouthy kid was up or you know if it was a team you knew it was a we don't like this kid and i'm not like advocating for this it sounds terrible when i say it out loud yeah but catcher would put the sign down and say oh, okay this is that little bastard <laughs> and i would pitch at him it, but i was so wild with everything else they're like i don't think you could figure it out that i was pitching that you're trying to hit him i'd throw behind people Your coach was like damn it marshall did it again <laughs> i head hunt like a motherfucker on these what kids. the head yep did you hit it Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> if How many times would you get the middle finger? Like, let's say you Not got often. it. It would be like once yeah, a game. But, like, let's say you throw the pitch and you missed. Would oh, you no, get it again? Oh, no, we're going until yeah. he's either walked or he's hit. 
<laughs> There's four opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> He's either yeah. lucking out and getting on Again, base. so wild that, like, that first one would come through and the ump was probably like, that seemed a little weird. Like, <laughs> you threw it above his head and behind him. Huh. I'm going to let you have another pitch, though. It's like, oh, you threw that one in the dirt, but at his nutsack. Like, <laughs> this kid just can't throw the ball at all. Oh but then some, like, most of the time, honestly, I said, like, I'd try to hit kids. Most of the time, I probably just walked them. But yeah. like, at least put it in their head. But that like, was the mindset of, like, this dude's crazy. He can't them. throw it all. They probably didn't even know I was trying to hit him. They're just like, this guy is erratic. <laughs> you have no idea where the ball is going. I don't know why this guy doesn't like me. <laughs> all he yeah. said was, how's your mom? But I, I would. I'd try. Baseball so is a you're sport 11 that I loved. Or, I didn't take very serious. Yeah. So you're 11 or 12 getting the middle finger sign of just pipe. Kids are ornery, man. I, it wasn't kids like are it was ornery. one season. <laughs> yeah. it's, I made a career of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, they have an enforcer I'm in so glad I was not the same age I was you. that you Joe Kelly destroyed. kid who was like, you knew why I was coming in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was because we were losing big and somebody needed hit. Throwing mad, uncontrollable heat, and you might get mm-hmm. smacked. Yeah. I had a coach tell me one time, if I had any accuracy at all, I'd have something special. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I had a coach say the same thing, but he said with speed, and I'm out here fucking thinking I can run a 4-7. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Man, if you were just a little bit faster, okay, <laughs> tell me about it. Give me about five years, I'm going to make a bet with my hair that I can run a 4-7. Uh-huh. Then we're going to turn it to a sub-5. Look at me now. Bald. bald. <laughs> <laughs> he bald. I mean, it is. It's such a part of baseball that – Jesus, 25 years ago almost. I was out there intentionally throwing at kids because I knew, like, you're mouthy. This is what I'm supposed to do. God, that is hilarious. I feel like I heard that, but I didn't, like, ever hear you actually talk about it. It was a real thing. I was going to say I'm not proud of it, but, like, honestly, nobody got seriously hurt, so I am. It's a funny story. It's long ago. That's hilarious. I'm sure it's happening now. Not when you're watching, like, Little League World Series stuff, but, like, Looking back, I don't feel like I was ever, and I know we've talked about this before, like I wasn't ever aware of what was going on in a game. Like situational awareness was a fucking zero for me. I want to teach my kids that when I like when I have them hopefully one day to be like, okay, hey, this moment, this is when you peck them. <laughs> Beam them. Yeah. God. And baseball. Yes. Yeah. I had no situational awareness either, though. Yeah. I know when I started coaching, they're like, this is the most important aspect of the game know the down and distance know the time know where you're at on the field and i was like damn i never thought about that i never knew yeah it was just make sure that snap does not go over your quarterback's head mm-hmm. and it didn't and for me it was just shit i'm about to get sacked <laughs> this is gonna be bad like which one of y'all is gonna hit me yeah that <laughs> like was Chris almost my Tucker. mindset which yeah. one of y'all just kicked me that's what i would get uh, up and do yeah. i played center as a kid so my mindset was like i'm gonna get him the ball as fast as i can so he doesn't even have to worry about getting sacked. And he'll be like, why are you snapping it so hard? Yeah, bro, take it easy. Yeah, you don't have to jet it back to me. <laughs> Top table. We're on the same team. <laughs> I hear, hut, hut. That's two. It's coming out quick. We were so bad when I played, we couldn't even go on two. Yeah, we tried. I remember there was one time where it was like, let's go on three. And mm-hmm. we were in the hut. I was like, everyone, we're going on three. And it's like, yeah, yeah, second hut. Got it. Kid right to my left goes. And we're like, God. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. We would try it. And the coaches would tell us at practices even, right, hey, you have to mix up your cadence. You can't just go on one all the time mm-hmm. or they're going to figure it out. And, like, the quarterbacks were like, coach, with all due respect, we can't. <laughs> if we mix up our cadence, we will go off sides every single time. Yeah. Like, even if you tried to throw in a little pause before you're like, down, set, 
they would jump. It's like, I didn't even fucking say anything. It's silent. You just got in your stance. Bro, where tired, are you going? <laughs> and it would suck, too, because the center would be, he was like the one other smart kid on the t- on the offensive line. Yeah. Everybody else was just idiot when I yep. played. And he would just be sitting there holding the ball like, I didn't move the ball. The quarterback didn't say anything. But the fucking wide receiver just took off running when he's just run blocking. Uh, this guy has no idea what's coming. 1A football. It's the greatest. It is. It's the greatest. All right, that is it for us today. Uh, definitely monitoring the baseball news. It's almost baseball season. It's almost basketball season. October is right around the corner. But don't forget about our great sponsor, Manscaped, as well. You can go in there and use Miked Up 20 save 20% off at Manscaped.